Hey, you know what I love? I love having great advertisers support our show, but in order to keep doing that, I need your help. And I'm not talking to John and John. I'm talking to you, dear listener. So please, I'm begging you. Please go to podsurvey.com slash car and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are or aren't, if we're being honest, right? You never know. Even if you've taken the show's uh, survey before, this is a new and different survey. It's the new hotness. So I'd really love for you to take it all over again. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. And if you want to know how true that is, every month I have a reminder wherein I tell somebody else on my team, hey, we should probably do the $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. So I'm there for you. Again, it's podsurvey.com slash car. It says to spell out the URL. So pod is P-O-D, survey, S-U-R-V-E-Y, dot com slash car, C-A-R. Thanks for your help. Really do do it. It helps us a lot. It'll make us sell more ads so that John and John can get rich. Uh, well, I'm John Maltz, and I believe I'm ineligible for the $100 Amazon gift card. I'm Lex Friedman, and I am paid an Amazon gift cards. I'm John Armstrong. I once had a life where all I did was shop on Amazon. Now, I podcast for fun and profit. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. Which is it more of? Fun or profit? Uh, You know what? (laughs) It's not enough of either. (laughs) Don't ask questions you don't want the answers Mm -mm. to. No, fun first. Definitely fun first. Come on, fun. It's fun. Kids, man. And you guys are like, I don't uh, no, do well, either one of those work out well for Lex. Yeah, no, mm. if it's fun, it's, that makes you know, Because if it's not profit, then. Yeah. But it's, but it's both. <sighs> it's, and love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's love. A lot of love in the room. Therapy. Mm-hmm. Also, catharsis. Therapy. Catharsis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I, I can tell you one quick thing about my fam. I think I've mentioned a little bit of this before, but uh, uh, my oldest, as you guys may recall, is in the Academically Talented program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Anya. And Sierra knows that Anya's in that class and really wants to get put into it. There's no, there's no vote. It's, it's based on specific requirements that the teachers decide, and it's the, it's the top 25 kids across the grade at all the different school districts. So you either are in or you're not. Uh, I, if I were a betting man, I would bet she is going to get in, but uh, there's obviously a very real chance that she won't. She's done, you know, she's been pulled out for a couple things to do within the school now in her current grade, but she's like, we've been spending a lot of time trying to reassure her like, hey, it doesn't matter if you don't get pulled into the AT class, right? If you're not, they're still going to take care of you. And it doesn't mean that you're not smart or not as smart as your sister. It just means, you know, that every human is different. And it's really also a factor of who the other 25 other or 24 other people could be, right? If there's 25 other kids who are even smarter than all of us, you're screwed uh, but trying to reassure her that she shouldn't worry about it and that is uh, I would say those are not my favorite conversations to have with the kids so I'm just putting that out there because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she sees right through us and she knows that she will never amount to anything no no I don't mean that at all it's harsh man that's some harshness <laughs> that, that's a kind of reality that I don't think we all prepared to face today personally yeah mm-hmm. uh, I think that mm, it's tough that's yeah um i it's nice that hank doesn't have anybody he's competing with in the family i think that's kind of the thing i was thinking about actually it's crazy because we didn't have a conversation about this before the show but i'm noticing with more so with my girlfriend's kids than mine a real sibling rivalry that i think is because of the age closeness like they're two years apart and i think that 
there's some similarities in terms of my my oldest two sisters and these two sisters. Not like personality wise, but just in the way they compete for anything. And it's and it it isn't always a competition, but it most often is. So video game scores, breakfast time, putting you know, like how long did it take you to eat? You didn't get up on time, you know, blah blah <laughs> how blah. Long just it takes everything. You to eat? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, like if we're in a hurry to go, oh, you took too long for breakfast, you know, like that that kind of it, it can get to that level, is what I'm you oh. know. And so uh I I'm aware it's not on an academic level, although I suspect that's coming, that that there there will be some competition there also. But right now it's drama. It not not it's competition in drama. Like I auditioned for this play and we got that oh. and I got that part and you got this part. It's not like <laughs> family drama. drama. Not- yeah, no, no, no. Hmm. But it's a thing and I'm struggling to like my whole thing right now is to take a step way back, take all the cues from my girlfriend, talk to her about it, and then where possible, you know, try to just uh inject calm a steady hand on the rudder. As it were, <laughs> uh, do you, do you, do you, nope, can't even do it. No, no don't, no. don't make it weird. God, it's not like that. I mean, what I'm saying is, is <laughs> okay. Reset. This is, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm back. I'm going yeah. on a thing, and I just yeah, yeah I'm probably going to say something horrible, but I'll try and not. So, <laughs> I read a book when I was going through the divorce. I read a book. And maybe I can't remember if I've talked about this or not, but it's the book is controversial because in it, the author talks about male energy and feminine energy and how the masculine and the feminine actually complement each other. But at the extremes, like men can be stoic, quiet, you know, unfeeling robots. And at the other end, women can be histrionic, crazy people ranting at, you know, windmills or whatever. It, that's a horrible example. But the idea is that, the two energies are meant to meet Unless in the middle. Unless you're from Holland. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I go. It's all about that. Right. But um, the the idea is that the male and female, the two the two energies, complement one another. And, that, and he also talks about same-sex couples as well, that a lot of the dynamics uh, are quickly figured out because same-sex couples can, not that all are, but, but can be very vocal about um, sexual roles, as well as household roles. So, you know, I think hetero folks can take a lesson from our gay brothers and sisters, um, the LGBTQ community. However, um, in this case, it's not that there's like this chaotic energy. It's just that it's a nonstop, like, so my role, hand on the rudder, if you will, is as the seas get choppy, I'm keeping this thing on course. <laughs> hey, that's this great. analogy. Hold on. That you, it's great that you beat, you know, you had the great breakfast time today, but you're still, first of all, gloater, you're distracting the other one from doing whatever it is she's got to do. So zip it. And, and, and third, let's go. Whatever it is we got to do. So that's my hand on the rudder. Just, just so that we're completely not clear at all about what I do. That's... <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that i do I, I no i i i understand that i mean i you know even though there's the one kid i try and do the same thing 
<laughs> John, do you have a, I mean, you know, steer, try and steer things into the right direction. Uh, not always you, you successful, can, but you can see the disrailing, like the sort of or the derailing, like you can see it. Mm-hmm. But what if, what if it's you who's being derailed? <clears throat> see, and that's where my girlfriend's really good. She's like, um, this isn't the time to have that conversation. She'll, she'll mm-hmm. t- look mm-hmm. at me and tell me that. And it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Good. Got it. Note. Noted. Try not to now, get actually, too. And, and as you know, I don't. I have no political opinions of any sort. But Honestly, the, none. Uh, there, you may have seen there have been a, a rash of uh, bomb threats phoned into various Jewish places this year, yes. um, including the school my wife works at uh, twice. And uh, it's tricky because that we don't get into with the kids. And it's like I already hate the fact that the kids go through the. Um, you know, they do the, the shelter in place drills and the runaway screaming drills and the shelter wall screaming drill. Like they do them all. Um, do they but, do the kick the guy in the nads drill? <laughs> unfortunately, they don't. Um, I was thinking they should do a drill. It's like call the parents and just tell them to bum rush the school. Because I think a whole <laughs> bunch of parents could take down a mad person with a gun. I said yeah. mad person to be gender neutral because that's, sure. nice. that's how yeah. light I am. Um, but uh, it's, I had a friend, a not even, a non Jewish clear, friend. clear it's a white man. <laughs> I had Possibly a non Jewish friend who yeah, texted right. me yesterday being like, you know, I've been thinking about your family. Like, are your kids super worried about your wife? She didn't know that my youngest is no longer at the Jewish school because he's outgrown it. Um, but she's like, are, are your kids worried about themselves or your wife? And I'm like, no, they, just, they have no idea. Like, I would love for my kids to be super well versed in the news, but I I'm thinking of waiting a few years. Yeah, really. (laughs) Wait until the news clears up a little bit. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to clear up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Mm. John, do you ever find yourself like stuck in the middle or with you? Mm hmm. Where where it's either that there's a triangle, right? And so there's two sides together in that triangle, and sometimes you're the odd man out, I guess is what I'm getting at, as a dad. So like the boy and your wife are like, no, we're doing this thing or whatever it is. We got this situation we're dealing with. And you're like, but I have the right answer and it's right here. And they're like, no, you don't. Um, Does that ever happen? And if you don't want to answer that, no, not as not that. I think it probably happens to Karen more than it happens to me. Um, because I don't know, maybe if it's a, if it's a guy thing or, or what it is, but, um, I tend to think that Hank and I agree on <laughs> when there's a disagreement, it's either Karen and I agreeing and Hank disagreeing <laughs> or Hank and I agreeing and Karen disagreeing. So somebody's less, always agreeing it's less with you. The, the, the combination that is less often present is Karen and Hank agreeing and, and me disagreeing. <laughs> I actually know just what you mean. I, I, I think that there is a similar comparison here. Um, one thing that you don't experience, Mr. Moltz, uh, that I hate is, uh, I guess no, you might experience it to a degree too, but like I hate if one kid sees that somebody's not supposed to do a thing, like he's getting in trouble for it. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I can do it instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, and I, uh, I hate that. <laughs> Um, like a kid gets in trouble for like, we have a thing right now where we're trying to respect boundaries, uh, respect the parents' boundaries, right? So if I'm using my iPad, I have no idea what you insane people are tweeting. So I don't want my kids looking over my shoulder, reading my Mm -hmm. iPad with me if I'm sitting at the table with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but they love to try to do that. And so if I say, dude, 
don't stare at my iPad screen. <laughs> then five seconds later, there's a sibling staring at my iPad screen. <laughs> Maybe I can get away with it. <laughs> they just hear, stare at the iPad screen. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And part of it is, that with, in, with the iPad specifically, they're wondering, um, hey, is daddy playing a game that would be fun to watch? And right, so yeah. I have an ongoing shtick with them where I'll say that I'm actually, no, I'm working very hard. And then somebody sneaks a look and... I'm in the middle of, you know, a game <laughs> and that's, but that's a joke and they know what I'm doing. That. That's different. But like once it's like, no, I actually am working or I'm whatever, like go away. I hate that. I just hate that when <laughs> they all want to do it. So that's why I'm disowning all my children. Oh, good. That's great. <laughs> I don't so, save a lot of time. Yeah. That's going to be great for fun. everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hank has a, a couple, Hank has a friend I and mean, we're friends with the family and, and sometimes we go places together in like a van and um when there's when there's all of us in a van there's the three kids in the way back and then two adults in the middle and two adults in the front and um the the siblings of this other family are are a boy who's a little bit younger than hank and then a girl who's who's younger still than both of them um and uh and they and the two of them do not do not, you know, Hank usually sits on one side and then the boy will sit in the middle and then the girl will sit on the other side. But the two, the boy and the girl do not, <laughs> they don't sit well next to each other. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because, um, it's very reminiscent for me of, of growing up <laughs> with two brothers. And, um, and it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting thing for Hank to watch, just to like to see how these two siblings don't get along <laughs> frequently mm. um and um and he's funny because he's often like he often tries to be the policeman um in some in these situations and you know who which is, i think is hysterical because you know he's <laughs> not not you know not any better behaved <laughs> to be to be clear than they are it's just that he doesn't have someone to constantly you know have an argument with or <laughs> mm. at, at the drop of a hat so you know they were we we went out with them, um, and the two kids were arguing in the back seat, you know, about elbows. Mm. And um, and Hank kept leaning forward and said, "Guys, guys, stop, stop." <laughs> <laughs> Which nice. Karen and I, Karen and I found amusing. Yes, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of quiet glances back and forth. <laughs> it didn't work at all. Mm. The um, <laughs> there's a. Uh... The, uh, fighting children has me thinking about this you know this past weekend was liam's birthday and uh presents were had and including some new wii u games and so the kids are all there playing uh, some new wii u games together and uh at various times different kids are getting upset and at one point liam is so upset he is like he starts screaming and crying he's just so upset i'm like guys the point of this game is to have fun and if we can't play the game and have fun, then maybe we should just not be playing it right now, which is okay. Like, I'm, I'm trying not to be mad, but, like, this is insane for you to be playing a game and screaming and crying. There's a problem here. Like, maybe he's like, no, I want to keep playing it. Um, and uh, I'm like, but do you get why I'm, you know, why I'm bringing this up? Is like, you're supposed to be having fun and you're miserable. Like, mm-hmm. this game is doing the opposite of bringing you joy. It's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Um and he agreed that he could be chill. And to his credit, he was able to stay calm for the rest of the game playing experience. But uh, they were they, anytime if they're playing any kind of cooperative game, um, 
they love to cast blame very quickly on the others. They're going to be great politicians one day, but they, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. what? it's Anya going, what are you doing? Or like Anya falls into the ravine and she's like, oh, Sierra. And it's like, yep. nope, that was definitely yep. you. Yep. I oh God. <laughs> the, is that a, just the oldest kid or is that the middle kid that does that? Or do oh, all, all of them do it? They all, all do, of them Anya, cross Anya is the worst blame. offender at accusing other people. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I've seen that. I've seen that. It's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't get to blame the other person. They were in the other room. So whatever they did. Well, three minutes ago, she was out here. No, 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 no. You just did that right yeah. now. You got to own yeah. it. I mean, Hank does this with us. <laughs> um, when he lost his, um, he lost his <laughs> 3DS when we were traveling. And, um, and so we oh, called, God. you know, we called the cab company. We called the airport. We called the, the, um, you know, the, you know, Alaska Airlines and, and, um, and none of them, you know, would admit to finding mm-hmm. him. You know, I'm sure yeah. one of them was, was sitting there playing on it. But uh, he he wanted us to, like, keep calling them. I'm like, well, no, we called them already. They didn't find They don't have mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, not going to, like, I'm just not going to spend the rest of my life calling <laughs> calling Alaska Airlines to see if it's turned up. Um, and he would start get, getting mad about that, that we wouldn't call. Um, we're like, okay, look, we didn't lose your device. Okay. You lost your device. So I know you're mad. I know it's upsetting. Um, but, uh, don't, you know, don't take it out on us. Uh, yes, yes. There was a similar situation in my family. Oh, I love that song. uh, It's a similar situation (laughs) in my family. Um, I think that's a B-side on Sly and the Family. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Greatest hits. Uh, so, yeah, no, lost lost device, call the airline. And the airline, is, which rhymes with Schmelta, is like, yeah, we outsource all of that caring about things. So um, <laughs> just you have to call this other number and go to this other thing and go to this broken website that won't reveal anything at all. Yeah. I and, swear to God, I called the, ca- I called the cab company and I left the message the first time and then I did call back again. Um and uh i t- i swear i talked to this guy i got a guy on the on the line and i said i'm calling about a missing item and he said oh let me transfer you and, mm-hmm. and i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure this is what happened he transferred me to his own voicemail yeah <laughs> nice because it, it sounded like i didn't quite catch his name when he said it the first mm-hmm. time when he answered the phone but i'm almost positive he just like t- sent me right to his voicemail <laughs> we don't do we don't do that yeah we, don't we actually that. sell the stuff. We actually sell the stuff. Was there ever an option where, where Hank could have made the calls? Um, I mean, I suppose he could have, but uh, we didn't. I mean, you know, that's uh, tough. He, he it, it would have just been. It was just, I guess, faster for us. <laughs> no, like that, I get. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I want to continue this conversation, but at the nearly twenty minute in mark, I want to also mention our dear, dear friends with some new menu items to get excited about at Blue <gasps> Apron. Uh, incredible home cooking john armstrong has never been more attainable and that's all thanks to blue apron for less than ten dollars a meal blue apron delivers easy to follow seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door i've said this before if i could choose between having portioned 
pre-portioned ingredients or non-pre-portioned ingredients, I'm going to go pre-portioned every time. There's no more overspending at restaurants or high-end grocery stores. With Blue Apron, you can prepare delicious, memorable meals yourself in under 40 minutes. Uh, other stuff you might want to know, and I've talked about this, but they've partnered with local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the country to make sure they get the best ingredients. They ship just the amount that you need, so there's reduction in food waste, and it's really good food that you'll feel good about making and eating. So check out the meals. <laughs> there's one that I've already ordered for March, and here it is. Salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli. I'm excited about it. Pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple. Vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips. And spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. I'm going to say not only are those things that sound good, I know how to pronounce all of those words. So I'm super excited about it. Check out this week's <laughs> menu good. and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash turning. I love that URL because it always reminds me of like, you know, zombie culture. Like, oh my God, he's turning. So you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Blueapron.com slash turning because they're turning you into a person who's eating better. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. <laughs> You're going to love it. There are no brains. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. you know, I think, Unless I, you want them. <laughs> right. I know. That's good. That's good. Does, uh, yeah, does French bl- Blue Apron have brains? <laughs> I wonder. They call it Le Blue Apron. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what were we talking right before the break? Oh, the oh the calling like kids don't know how to make phone calls. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't think we need re- to learn that. We <laughs> review it in two ways. We review it in one way because it's like you need to know how to call nine one one, and so like they have to. We had a really teach i don't think we've taught liam yet but the other two now know how to use a cell phone or one of the house landline phones to to call um but it's different on both and they had to actually like they had to understand what a dial tone was on the landline um but then like all kids suck at making phone calls and my parents were actually very strict phone call trainers uh, regular listeners would be shocked to learn that my parents were strict about something but like when i call anybody i had to say hi this is lex may i please speak to john um and i get why they drilled that and it's like it's the only way i had to talk on the phone now um because like when my kids use the phone they just like they don't even talk <laughs> like they the person says hello and there's just silence and then uh um <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> like, like, let me just utter the proper noun of the person I wish to connect with. And when we say to our kids, "Hey, why don't you call?" They're like, "Can I? Can't I text them?" Like the idea of calling somebody is so foreign to them. It's crazy. Now, did they have they FaceTimed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're regular FaceTimers. Yeah, which is weird because Hank is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. Hank has made some phone calls. But he's called people to like thank them for presents and just called to say hi. Um, but just like family basically um but he's also but he's a, he was a much bigger um facetimer for a long time he would facetime he would get up on saturday morning and go down and, and like just like facetime his cousin um and he doesn't do that that much recently every once in a while perhaps it's because his cousin got married <laughs> mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. My my thing is the girls are like, hey, we want to FaceTime. We want to FaceTime. Either I'm with my girls and they want to FaceTime my girlfriend's kids or the other way around. And then the call comes on and then they'll just like start walking around and not engaging at all. Or they'll just look <laughs> at each other and start making faces. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. It's so weird. But guys, you're having a conversation. We've actually done role playing. I've done it with my girls and my girlfriend's done it with her girls. Like... 
and we did it independently. I used to role playing with my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. No. 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 Move to strike it from the record. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving to so strike. So ordered. Mm-hmm. Seconded. All right. No, it's just it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's like kids. What is wrong with you guys? Come on. <laughs> that should be that should have been the name of the show. <laughs> kids, what is wrong with kids, you guys? What is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a really good way to train, uh, to just to, to coach up your kids in general. Just ask, what is wrong with you? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good. Sure is. I I don't know, man. Kids are weird. They're just weird. <laughs> it's true. I'm, You're I'm, not wrong. I'm I'm really I'm getting more and more terrified of the teen years. I really am. Like, oh, God. And it's yeah. You know, well, I have a, yeah. I mean, I talked a little bit last time about. Some mm-hmm. of that experience, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it's mostly the same <laughs> now that we're home. <laughs> it's not any different, but uh, we're working on uh, it. Like what I like about Anya's age right now, and even Sierra's age right now, is that, especially Anya, if Anya cries, she's really upset about something, and whether I think that she actually should be or i mean she always has the right to but whether she is right to be upset whether it's actually not anything is debatable but like she really feels it with with a certain age of younger kid like that's just you know i've hit my maximum frustration point and thus i'm going to cry even if it's not something worth crying over but when i was crying like she feels like crying is the appropriate response um i feel like when you that's a short window that like when you get to the teen years that dramatic responses become unmerited again <laughs> or harder mm-hmm. to know if they're merited and that's that's part of what i'm dreading that's part of what i'm afraid of man this show's gonna be so yeah. different we got a bunch of teenagers running around <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be us talking about like survival skills <laughs> our zoloft prescriptions yeah. well that was mm-hmm. the thing that the was Xanax. the thing about um when hank first started going to middle school was you know he still you know he still felt like a little kid and you know he'd pull up there and you know he'd get out and and you'd hear these, I'd hear these conversations and it was all like, who's dating who? And, you know, and you know, the, the kids are running around swearing and stuff. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> swear. This Got is very different swear. than, you know, like walking him into to, to grade school, which is what I had done, you know, the, the previous year, um, which was so, you know, like little tiny kids running around everywhere, very sweet and, you know, and still, you know, they can be a pain in the ass too, obviously, but, um, this is like, oh, they're kind of people now, and they're kind of the worst kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, it's like Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That's mean, yeah. but true. And not the video thing, though. Just, you know, actual, like, real The life. actual Facebook mm-hmm. Live. Yeah. The very painful and awkward. And so, awful. yeah. So if you can, I don't know, get your kids to smoke so they don't... Oh. Um, they don't get any bigger, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, Always nice. good okay. advice here on Turning the Scar. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. Nothing. We're also brought advice. to you by the Marlboro Man. <laughs> <laughs> Big tobacco. <laughs> the cool, fresh taste of Marlboro Lights. Uh, yeah. So, our Florida vacation, by the way, was awesome. Um, in February, I can highly recommend traveling to a warmer climate where you have a heated pool that's heated crazy hot. And, mm. uh, and while the yeah. grill was not wood or coal or charcoal, it was operable and uh, I have good memories of grilling. So I have good, uh, a good vacation 
memory box to draw from for the next few cold and bitter months in the and northeast. It's just, it's just you. It's just you out there by yourself grilling. Yeah. Yep. It's me grilling, <laughs> that keeping it super good. real. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I've done the, mm-hmm. I've done all the prep work, and I'm just I'm like I got my I'm in my little zone with a timer. That's my new thing. You got to have the the Apple Watch timer so, running. Are you in an apartment? Uh, in New York, yes, and we do not. We don't have any place to grow. There's no. Oh. We don't have a terrace or deck. Uh, oh. I believe they call them terraces here, and they don't allow grills on the roof. So mm. um, there is no grilling except for in your unit, and right. the way the <laughs> always grill in your unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a potential show title there. Uh, <laughs> do you have a George Foreman uh, grill? Uh, I've done that. That does not grill in the way that is best to be that will get you a great piece of very well or very raw meat that and and it's good for chicken but not for um red meat never i never got a good burger out of the george foreman grill i got an okay burger it was fine it was fast it was easy but it wasn't the artisan you know the the uh, the the craftsmanship of a burger Mm. was not Mm. possible with the george foreman grill it wasn't hot enough and it didn't, you need a hot grill and then it's got to cool down just a little bit. Flip it. I don't know. It's just better, better flames. That's all. It's fine. That's Interesting. All. I have yeah. a hard time with burgers. I got to, I got to say, I have a really hard time with burgers. I, Good. I, steaks and chicken, I have no problem with anymore. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's You're the burger. The, yeah, I don't know. I just can't. I, I, I do. Okay. But like, I'm, I'm constantly fearful. Constantly fearful of just like um, cooking it all the way through, you know, either, either having oh, just like bleeding or, um, <laughs> you know, like a Trump steak. See, I am, I'm not, <laughs> I am very much, uh, I mean, I, I really love grilling and I do a lot of grilling in the summer and we have the George Foreman grill and that I don't love the experience of it all. But I mean, I like the, it's fine, but it's, I don't have the joy from it that I do from outdoor grilling, but I am never going to be one of those people who cooks by feel <laughs> like whatever seems right. Like I don't stress about it, my stress about my burgers because <laughs> I do it very methodically. Like mm-hmm. this section, I'm going to take out after this amount of time or flip it this amount of time. And this section, I'm going to flip it this amount of time. And then they're all like nice and organized. And it's like, I'm going to have them cooked properly because I know that these are going to be on the grill for X minutes. And these are going to be on the grill for Y minutes. And that's just how I do it. <laughs> how you roll. It's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, mm-hmm. gas grills are tough because you don't know if the thermometer on the little lifty part is accurate. Correct. Right? Yeah. You don't. Sure. You don't. So there's some methods like you put your hand at a certain height and you count until your hand starts blistering. Press your and face then, up against the grill. Right. You, put, you lay your head over it when your hair singes. It's like 780, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, 620, right. whatever it takes. And <laughs> the, But those methods, I've actually seen the Bluetooth things and I've, I've been tempted. The problem is I just don't grill enough to justify a $200, you know, Bluetooth oh. Yeah, meat sensor. That seems like a little meat sensor. Um, and and I grill all year round because here you can. I mean, it's often it's often pretty nasty outside, (laughs) but um, but we have like a. I mean, the kitchen is right next to the back deck, and um, it's part of it's covered, part of it's not. So I can just put the you know the tail end of the grill sticking out, (laughs) and basically be covered as I grill, and the heat goes up out. So. 
Yeah. It's see. nice. I had that. The problem is um, the dog. The dog will come out. The dog will later later come out and try and you know get inside the grill and, like, <laughs> and lick, lick things. the dripping. <laughs> he goes back in and his nose. You know, he's a white dog and his snout is just like black. Mm-hmm. Like his yeah, whole yeah. like face is just, just like what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's a good voice for that dog, by the way. I could see that very easily. Like if I imagine your dog, he's speaking, a terrible swearer too. He he's <laughs> he's got a real he's got a real filthy mouth on him. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. I shouldn't have to put up with this. Do you ever say to him, shut your filthy mouth? <laughs> um, I say, I know I say, shut your bark hole. That's what I say. Ah, yeah. And th- usually is he's barking. He does not seem like the kind of dog that would have the, like the droopy ears and the droopy tail. Like to be ashamed. Yeah. Like, no, no, he's very rarely ashamed of anything. Mm hmm. Every once mm-hmm. in a while, but like if he gets completely caught red-handed, like, um, you know, like come back in and, and the trash can is on the floor and shit's everywhere. And does he sort of like look around? And like, in, 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 you catch him in the act. You have to catch him in the act because if he's, if he's done and he's like gotten back up on the couch, he's completely forgot about it. He about just looks over at you like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up? He's like, hey, hey, you're back. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I stuff. did that like an hour ago. You're still yeah. mad about that? What? <laughs> Time. Lex, do you shame Cody? Uh, yeah, all the time. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. That, that I can see that. I can see you picking him up and like holding this little like whatever three pound dog and like how big is Cody now? By the way, oh, he's like he's easily fifteen pounder. He, for me, he's big because our first dog was like ten pounds. Ah. Um, so this dog's fifty percent larger by my math. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody learned that the doors to my office. Uh, are openable because <laughs> um, we always left them closed we left the house and he has figured out that if he just pushes his face there and runs into it over and over again he can force my office doors open and he likes to come in and knock over the trash can and tear it all up and it's the only like destructive you know a you know typical dog behavior that he has and uh so when i come home the first thing i do is typically let him out and i let him out the front door which means going right by the office door and if that office door is open i know that some asshole has gone in there and knocked over the garbage can and torn everything up again and so now what'll happen is i'll go and i'll look at that open door and i'll go cody and as soon as i say his name and i'm looking at that open door he runs and hides so fast this is the only thing he hides about and um I tell him, yeah, you better hide. <laughs> you should feel bad. And if you were I will here, give you something to cry about. Yeah, that's right. I will give you, yeah, I mean, we're, we're a nonviolent family, but I will tell you what I think of you, dog. I will, t- <laughs> I will express a severe amount of disappointment in you. Uh, but yeah, I'll gladly shame that dog all fucking day. <laughs> He's a, a Grant. Grant is now up to like basically 90 pounds. He's, um, oh my God. yeah, that's a yeah. person. That's like yeah, a he's um, eighty nine points. He went to the vet yesterday to get a vaccination for something or other, and he they weighed him. He was eighty nine point six pounds, um, and he had put on like twelve pounds since the like twelve or thirteen pounds since the last time he had been there, like last May. So, you know, it's that Trump. It's that Trump stress eating. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm and it's funny because you know we we we're completely guilty of this too because we. <laughs> It's like we had this amount of food that we were used to giving him, and, you know, I think when he was younger, he was working it off. And then, and so we just keep giving him the same amount of food, and then when he doesn't eat, you know, like, when he doesn't finish it, we feel like, oh my god, there's something wrong with the dog. We have to encourage him to finish his food. (laughs) Mm. 
I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm not like no. dragging him back to his bowl trying to get him to eat. <laughs> Pouring <laughs> like, gravy over it. Like, yeah, like some, yeah, right. Fresh something warm and meaty. <laughs> like, uh, like Mrs. Gloop. <laughs> Augustus! <laughs> eat up, you're wasting away. In that scenario, John, are you both Mrs. Gloop? Or does one of you, like, is that a cross There's no, so you, you never see Mr. Gloop. Right. I don't think. Oh, right, maybe so, you do. Maybe you do when he's, when they show him in his, in his house. But they, is it just you? Or is it you and your wife and your, your boy? Like, do you all play that role of Mr. Miss, 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 No, or I Ms. think it's just, Gloop. because, because uh, when you think of, when you think of Mrs. Gloop and Augustus, it's, you really just think of like the two of them in the chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else. <laughs> So, you know, there's nobody else in that family. As, okay. as, even if they show somebody, you mm-hmm. don't really consider them no. um, as part of the family. So, I not. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's in those instances, in that, in that, you know, mind space, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just me and Grant. When you watch <laughs> older movies. Um, Man, we are just so on the train right now. We're in the flow. <laughs> when you watch older movies, are you, uh, I'm made uncomfortable sometimes by laxer standards for everything at the time the movie was shot uh, oh <laughs> okay for like, yeah. I just for like making the movie right exactly yeah so it's like oh yeah were they, were they being okay to these kids were they being okay to these animals especially the animals because <laughs> um, no, the answer is no yeah, yeah the answer no. is no yeah no. well the, i watched um a few years ago i got uh the great escape which Ooh, is one of my favorite one of my favorite movies that. from my childhood and um and, you know, and I'm certain I never saw it in the theater um, because I was way too small when I came out to go to the theater to see that movie. And um, and so I used, you know, I saw it on television all the time. And when you saw, saw it on television, it was like, what's the four six is the aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and now <laughs> you know, when you get it and you get it, and it's like the letterbox version. There's a scene where they're in the cell and like, and uh, Steve McQueen goes, goes into the cell and they like, you know, he has a couple words with the, with the German soldier as he gets locked in there. And, and you can see, if you look to the left, there's a stage hand standing right there <laughs> right nice. off to the side. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's a fake wall and there's a stage hand standing there. It's, um, and it's just like, what the <laughs> And I've seen that movie, you know, I've seen that movie a million times on the television and never saw that before. <laughs> that sounds like one of those, like, those little boxes you see at the bottom of a website where it's like, you won't believe this person that's in every scene of this movie that you've never seen before until now. And yeah. sure enough, you know, they're right. And it's not some dead girl or whatever, like time traveler. It's just like a weird thing that you'd never noticed until somebody got super anal and was like, book, 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 you know, like frame, 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 frame. Oh, mm. Look at that. Yeah. My yeah. favorite weird movie thing of that sort, because I think I've talked on this show about how I, I can't help it when I watch movies, I, I spot mistakes and then I pause them and tell my wife all about them and she hates it. But <laughs> um, it's a great marriage. But uh, Back to the Future 3, that little kid at the end who's like pointing to his crotch and it's super weird. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, like now, it's all I can think about when I'm watching Back to the Future Three. Not that I watch Back to the Future Pre Three all the time, but uh, like if that movie's on and we're watching, all I can think about is boy at the end that kid's gonna start pointing to his crotch. It's gonna be super weird. So it's really, it's really 
lessened my enjoyment of that you movie. Start, you start, you know, when the movie starts, you, uh, you start talking about it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Why don't we just fast forward? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed some stuff. Let me just kick it forward to where we would have been if I wouldn't have... <laughs> where the crotch pointing starts. Yeah. <laughs> All the way at the end of the movie. <laughs> Lex, if you'd listen to our other show that John and I do occasionally, we've talked about the quality of uh, superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And that we're living in a golden age. And I know that you're not a fan of any of that, so, and really of movies in general. So, um, you know. I like movies in general. Uh, Entertainment, yeah. enjoying yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Enjoying you don't like, like any of that. Current zeitgeist culture, <laughs> not a fan. So Staying I, on top of things. Right. I just started watching <laughs> Being Travelers today literate. on, uh, on Moltz's recommendation. What, what did you watch? What, what, what? Is it called Travelers? Is that the Netflix show? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've just started. Like, I literally started today when I was eating lunch. Oh, okay. so and? 15 minutes in. So far, it's people dying <laughs> and, you love and it then so not far, being right? dead. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Right. I actually have no idea what's going on, but I'm liking it mm-hmm. so far. But I have <laughs> absolutely no idea what's going on. It's fun. Travelers so I'm, fun. my only point is I watch stuff. And in fact, I'm going to give you guys, I mean, we're definitely more of a TV than a movie family, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give a recommendation. I really enjoyed the Santa Clarita diet on Netflix. Oh, um, good to know. Drew Barrymore. Okay. I loved it. It was right up my alley. It was right in that sweet spot of comedy that Lex likes. Okay. No is one else like, will uh, like it. Yeah. It's Karen nothing keeps seeing that on the next. We're, we're still, we're going through the crown, which I've already seen, um, but I'm watching again with her because it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that keeps coming up on the, when I, you know, start up the Apple it TV. Is, it is like, light. She's right? like, it's, she keeps saying, why is there blood coming out of their cooler? <laughs> Yeah. Well, do do you know the storyline of the show? I don't know the storyline. I mean, do you want me to tell you what the show no. is about? Okay. Not right now. Going into it not knowing anything, I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. That's I kind of feel like that too. So. Yeah. I mean, and I'm interested in seeing that show. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll probably give that a shot. After the crown. Did you guys watch the uh Lemony Snicket Netflix thing? Oh, Unfortunate God, I still events. Need to get through that. I did not. We started it and we were all really enjoying it, and then I tried to get Hank back to it, and he was like, "Nah." Yeah. <laughs> the girls here were super into it. My my girlfriend's I kids it. were. <laughs> so I want to see the rest of it, one way or the other. It's it's much better than the movie, I think, um, than the Jim Carrey movie. Jim Carrey was great yeah. as Olaf, but I think Neil Patrick Harris deserves some He's special so recognition. Yes. It's and, good. And having what's his name, uh, the narrator. Um, yes, Putty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. yeah. Who yep. I love. But I think it's a great kids thing because it's sort of like, you know, sometimes kids will point out plot holes, which is always interesting. And sometimes they'll do it at an inopportune time where it's like, actually, there's not a plot hole. But if I answer your question or I speak to what you've just said, I'll destroy the movie for you. Like, just let the movie happen. We'll have a conversation after the movie. Like, it's really interesting. They don't know to just wait and watch the movie and let the movie unfold. Yeah. We've had to talk about, you're not going to get all the answers at once. You have to watch the thing. You have to watch <laughs> yeah, the arc he, of the he story. Yeah, asks, oh, you know, like, who's this guy? What does he do? What's... <laughs> <laughs> just watch the show, will you? Um, what did he say when I said, who's that guy? Yeah. What is happening then? Um... Let me ask you another question. Uh, eating and watching TV. Mm, we, um, we, we that don't. was a staple. That was a staple for me growing up. My mom would make dinner. Star Trek was on at six o'clock. 
we sat down and we sat there and ate dinner for an hour and watched Star Trek. And then my dad would come home and my mom and dad would have dinner. Huh. Um, we don't, we almost never watch TV while eating. Um, the occasional, the, when Karen is out, sometimes Hank and I will watch, um, the Simpsons. Um, that seems to be our, our current tradition, um, which we started, mm. we started a, t- a tradition of watching. So, so Karen used to work Friday nights, um, back when she was a reporter. And so she would go, she would be off at the office and Hank and I would make dinner with Hank and we'd sit down and we'd watch some show, usually probably like Bugs Bunny or like, or, or probably actually Curious George at the time, I'm going to bet. Um, because he was super into that as a little kid. And so now when it's just the two of us, he's often like, well, why don't we watch something? So I'm like, okay, well, let's and we usually pick the Simpsons. But do you guys ever do TV and dinner? Lex, you started that. And I'll let you finish up before oh, I jump we in. Nev- we never, ever, ever do. Like, it, okay. it wouldn't, I mean, it's, there's no TV in the kitchen. There's no uh, table, no coffee table, even in the living room, right? It's the, we just don't have one. Um, so it would be logistically difficult to begin with and we just don't do it. I grew up where we always had dinner together as a family and that was six ish. And then like TV time was eight ish. Um, uh, but so the only exception is if we're in the theater in the basement, but that's like not TV. That's, we're going to watch a movie. And so we'll watch a thing like we'll, we'll watch and there'll be, it's not even a meal. It's like candy or snacks or something, Yeah, but that's it. Uh, Yeah. We, I grew up not watching stuff there was like there were weird times in the summer when we got cable tv and we could bring the tv out to the porch we had this like little 13 inch (laughs) trinitron which is one of the best tvs ever ever in my life of history of televisions that sucker was a tank that was when sony made good stuff anyway that was a great little tv man anyway so we would pull it outside and we'd have like you know grilled food that we'd bring to the porch neat which is a little weird like it's a little weird to have be watching television and eating like burgers and cop, you know, corn on the cob on your front porch yeah. with a small television. But you know, if it was like, it'd be like Boston pops or something, it wouldn't be like a serious show. It would just be like a fun little whatever. Okay. So now, um, what we tend to eat at a table, there are times though when we'll get takeout or in New York, you can get things delivered, which is still, I'm still getting my head around this. You call mm-hmm. someone, and in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you will have a meal brought to you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it can be expensive, but it can also not be expensive at all. And uh, so there are certain probably nights. probably pretty good. It's all probably. Yeah. 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 Yes. And so yeah. anyway, certain special times, we will we'll do that where we'll... Um, We'll either like make a something that's easy to make, and we'll sit around the thing to watch watch something because it's you know it's a special event, or it's a weekend thing, or we want to see this movie and we know it's long, so we have to start it early. So we'll do that. Um, like the Olympics, we would do a couple of nights of that where we were, and I think Marlo was here for that, so we were doing. Or was that the conventions? Whatever. Anyway, like the conventions were part of it too. We'd watch the conventions, uh, the political conventions this summer, mm-hmm. and eat and eat in front of the TV. Um, we'd probably do it more than i think we do but we we i'm like lex i was raised at a dinner table where there was no television we're just arguing and um punching from brothers um <laughs> occasional kicks also uh but um yeah like i so in in with my girls you know mm, just trying to think when i when i was in the condo we we 
Woods sometimes it was like a special event thing. That's all. So maybe once or twice a month, maybe three times in the summertime. It's more frequently than mm-hmm. than the than the school year. Okay. When the kids yeah, are out, it's, it's a little yeah. more fluid. Right. But yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Like I, there's. Hmm. I think the problem with it is is that the kids don't finish their Eat. food. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Are yeah. You, I, you, that's yeah. Were you looking for? Who asked? No, I was just sort of like trying eat? to, you know, because mm. they feel like I mean that that was the one time that we watched the lemony sticket thing. We happened to we just like ah. somehow like we were Hank and I were both we're making dinner together, and um I put it on the iPad. Uh, Undoubtedly, like, oh, blue apron. And so and so we mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. we got really into it. Um, and he wanted to keep watching it when we sat down and I wanted to keep watching it when we sat down. There you go. <laughs> and Perfect. so we were like, Hey, Karen, we're going to watch this show. <laughs> That's great. Um, and it was good. Yeah. And then he didn't want to get back to it for some reason. So, mm. but I got to remember like the next time he comes, he comes out to help me make dinner, which cause he did the other night. Um, but I was watching something else and I didn't flip over and I should have, I should have done that. Cause that would have been should've a good sneakily. chance to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Very careful. It's all about tricking the kids. Yep. Tricking the kids into doing things. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, That's pretty the, much parenthood in a nutshell. The other left behind name of this podcast. <laughs> kids are weird. <laughs> tricking the kids into doing things. And trick kids into yeah. mm-hmm. That one sounds weird though. A little bit. I don't know if my now hand on the rudder. I mean, that, is that weirder than hand on the rudder? I mean, is that. I wasn't going to say that, but yes. <laughs> Strong hand on the rudder. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. I would rather not go there. <laughs>